Welcome everybody to the Space Lamp Podcast for the first time ever. Holy I'm your cow, host, dude. T. Graham. I'm joined by Mobile. How you doing, Mobile? Dude, I am pumped. And I'm not going to lie, I'm a little bit nervous. I am shaking in my boots. <laughs> you're not even the- wearing boots, dude. I know you're in your room, bro. Dude, I got my pajamas on. I'm chilling. <laughs> And I'm let's not in my in room. We are in the Supernova studio. Dude, let's get it. Ready to launch. It has been such a long time coming. The dust is settling. We have been talking about doing a podcast for such a long yes, time now. And we're officially started really quickly. Uh, I've already explained it once on stereo, but I'm going to explain it one more time here just for the listeners who are getting us in Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. I think yep. I think Alexa will play us, which is just crazy to me. But dude, that's I don't know, dude. A whole new world. I'll tell you what, I, it's a whole new world, man. Uh, the way this works is that we're going to be recording live on an app called Studio, and the, that live recording will be a week before the actual episode. So if you want to catch us a week early on these episodes, you can go into an app called Stereo, and you can follow me. I'm T Graham G. And we've got a mobile player with us as well. You can follow him. And uh, you'll automatically be updated as to when those episodes come out. We're looking at an episode every Wednesday with a live version of that episode coming out a week beforehand. Please follow us. Please give us good ratings, specifically on Spotify. That's going to be a really big one. We're looking for those five stars. So if you can do that, that'd be great. And with that being said, let's get into today's topic, man. Well, uh, I just want to... Sh- do you one real quick thing here. Do you want to kind of break down who we are real, real quick? Yeah, Again. yeah, especially since we're the first. I think a, a good introduction is in order. So uh, T-Gram, which is me, and Mobile, which is the other guy, we are really good childhood friends. We're uh, both mechanical engineers. We both graduated from Iowa State University. We're both working at the same company that, we, uh, that we're both at now. Uh, I would not say necessarily competing coworkers, although that's what our official description is, being <laughs> that we're not actually working against each other there. But uh, really good uh, college friends and uh, grew up together. So we uh, also, if you've noticed, like I, I don't know if you have or not yet, listener, but we are also super extroverted, which is very rare for engineers. And so we like to talk, we like to theorize. And uh, we have a really good time having great conversations. And so I will like to interject. Go. I would say I'm only an extrovert when I have to be. <laughs> so I don't know what that means. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> all right, dude. I need like this. This podcast is going to take all my energy, but I'm going to love it. But afterwards, dude, I will kill. You got to take die. a nap or something. You got to relax. <laughs> well, I don't if know. You, it, if you guys I, haven't noticed, we're so unique too. So yeah, yep, we're very unique. And we'll, we'll let you guys decide if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> I'm hopeful that it's a good thing. And I'm, I am, I am an extrovert to the nth degree. Um, He's not joking. Yeah, we might be able to get into more of that later. Got some crazy college experiences and even some tests done. So if you're interested in that, maybe we'll make that a, a topic at some point. But. Yeah, uh, we've got really unique perspectives, and we believe that education can be redefined. And so our uh, mission statement for the Space Lamp podcast is this, to redefine education through unexampled perspectives. And there's a lot there, and eventually we'll break it down, but that's our mission statement. And today we've got a really fun topic because I have, well, first, I've got some personal experience in 
uh, today's topic. So today's topic is money is not real. Uh, okay, coach, I'm going to have to stop you right there. Yeah. You're going to have to explain yourself. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of explaining. <laughs> Holy cow, dude. That's a heavy topic. Well, and so let me ask you before we even get started, like what is your, what, what, what do you currently see money as, or how do you currently view money or what, what, how would you define what money is? I would have to say it's, it's gotta be just the basic agreed upon exchange of value. And it's the, it's like a big, it's basically a converter. So we say, how do you compare um, being a lifeguard to someone who, I don't know, some guy in SEAL Team 6. Yeah. I think the con- the conversion factor is whatever whatever uh, currency you're using. Right. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the most simplest definition, I would think. Right. But, yeah, and I, and I would agree uh, quite a bit with what you're saying. The issue is, is that when you have... Well, and we'll get into it more, but the idea here is that that's not what we were taught as kids, at least. Like, I remember when I was growing up and I had this concept of money, the idea was that there was some sort of inherent value associated with it. Okay. And if you even look back in history, especially in past, you 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 see that there is always been some sort of majority metallic substance mm-hmm. to some degree. That's yeah. been a, that's why we use coins. That's why we that's why we've. Uh, that's why we've, we've minted and, and banknotes simply were just this idea of saying, well, you have gold in the bank. And if you give us this piece of paper, then it's as good as gold because it's currently sitting in the bank. Right. Yep. Yep. But that's just not exactly how it really goes. And after a lot of crazy investing that I've done personally and uh, even being able to purchase a duplex here for the first time, I actually purchased it yesterday, which is incredible. Uh, it's it's amazing to me to see how money actually works. See, like when I was a kid, again, when I was younger, I would see money working in such a way where you sort of make enough to take care of a family. And then once you've made enough, you stop working and you use that money to take care of yourself and your family and you've earned your keep essentially and eventually you buy a house <laughs> and eventually you get a car and all of those other things. But you don't, and, and that's sort of the, that's sort of to the extent of which you're supposed to use money for. What's even mm-hmm. crazier is the illiteracy of, of, of money and people not, generally, general populations of people not understanding how to use it. Now, we, we both had this experience. Tell me if you're wrong here. Did, did You did go to, public school initially right um well i didn't actually it was the other way around i went to well i went to my my home originally but i (laughs) i ended up in high school going and taking classes at the public school okay so it wasn't 100 percent homeschooled but i would say in high school is definitely a good mix of both so did you did you even in homeschooling do lots of like uh, money analysis or, or economy, economics? Yeah. You know, that's a, that's a great question. And the answer is the, the short answer is no. And the long answer is as, as far as homeschooling goes, I really felt, and this is a little bit different topic. I felt mm-hmm. like it was just to like the homeschooling world was so that you could do better in school and right. get, you know, get into a better college and get a better job and make more money. That was pretty much the whole reason 
for right. homeschooling, I felt like at the time. Um, I think there's some other nuances there. But it pretty much boiled down to getting a good job and making a bunch of money. Yeah. And that's my, I mean, that's pretty much all I learned, I would say. Right. Besides saving money. But then again, what, you know, that's not really a big definition, right? Yeah, money is such an interesting concept. You essentially have an idea that you need to get money from a very young Mm -hmm. age. I remember even getting, you know, $1 bill. I remember saving quarters. I remember looking for change underneath uh, soda machines or or going to different... arcades and, and looking for quarters that you, you would yep. put in. I just remember it being something that you chase and something that you eventually have to earn in order to succeed. But never really understanding where its value actually comes from, which is pretty important if you consider... You know, that's... I, yeah, it, it's definitely important because if you don't know where the value comes from, how, how do you limit your spending or how do you spend when you should? You know, right. how you make an investment, you go, well, money's infinitely valuable because I was told to save as a kid, so I'm not gonna buy a house for ten dollars. Right. And you know, and and that'd, that'd and, be and, you, and you hear people who went to college. Like I remember when we went to college, people saying things to the degree of I don't wanna go to this school or go yep. to these different organizations or or even go to college at all. Because money is too expensive and it's not a good investment. And you mm-hmm. also heard words like predatory lending. Yep. But you but you had no concept. I mean, even going from high school to college, my brother right now, he's going to college out of state. And he's looking at a $20,000 a year bill. I mean, mm-hmm. we're talking $80,000 for, for, for a degree is what he's looking dude, at. Dude, we're engineers a, and saving 20 grand is going to take forever. Dude, can you right? imagine? Dude. We don't, we, and again, it's a pretty good loan if you really think about it. I mean, we're talking $80,000 at an interest rate that's relatively low. Yeah, uh, It's really interesting too because there's a lot of loans that you can get that are subsidized, which essentially means they don't start collecting interest until after you're out of college. Mm-hmm. But but the idea yep. is the same. Like you don't know what you're getting yourself into. You mm-hmm. have no idea. And, and, and furthermore, if you really can start considering it, you don't know what value money, where money actually comes from or the value. And then you sort of hear parents talking about it to some degree, uh, saying things, uh, you know, they're just printing money. Somebody's out there just got in the printing press and whenever they need more, they just print it. <laughs> oh man. That's phrase just, it makes me so angry to be honest. Like, what does that even mean? No one knows what a stinking means. Right. It just, it's just an, a way to get upset with somebody. Yeah. And, and then you uh, talk again, about there's no definition. Well, and then you say things like uh, the the value the dollar is uh, inflating or deflating, and yeah. the, you just have no concept. And so that's why I think people like uh, you people and you've heard of these before: David Ramsey, Gary V. These mm-hmm. these individuals, uh, <laughs> some of them promote a more risky lifestyle, some of them promote a more conservative. If you've listened to either of the two, you you know which one is which. Um, so I don't know who Gary Vee is, but I know who Dave Ramsey is, and I think I'm one of those Gary Vee type of guys. You like Dave? Sorry, say it again. I said I don't know who Gary Vee is, but I know who Dave Ramsey is, and I feel like I'm a Gary Vee, dude. Full oh, send. my. Full send, dude. Yeet that money into AMC. <laughs> 
Yeah, David, oh, Dave Ramsey. <laughs> the problem that I have with this man is that he is so conservative with his money. Yeah, he and is. he's not yeah. technically wrong, especially with people who have high credit debt. I mean, he's a multimillionaire, so well, and he did uh, it right. He's done and something he, right. Yeah, and he was he was he was extremely conservative with mm-hmm. his money. He always will be. Uh, he gives good advice for people who just want to save and play the conservative route. Gary yep. V is more of a uh, to describe him to you, he's a bit more like an entrepreneur figure. It's very interesting because I. You're think- not talking about this this one guy that only sounds really smart, and he's like, well, he's got like a buzz cut. You're not talking about that guy, are you? Yep, I think we might oh, be thinking no. about the same thing. Dude, please, no, not Gary V, dude. <laughs> well, let me please. tell you. Because he's so- bro, he sounds good, but he ain't good, bro. We're, we might be offending some people because he does have some good values. I will say he does really talk. He, he has a he he talks big, especially for his accomplishments, put up against many other. Okay, I take it back, dude. But I'm a but I'm he, a Gary Ramsey. <laughs> well, the problem is, is that either or, I don't believe either one of them has the right answer. I think both of them are trying to sell you a product to make themselves mm-hmm. more money. Now, yeah. I do believe Dave Ramsey is probably a bit more on the compassionate side because he's really trying to help people stay. Uh, yeah, I would agree, but he is definitely a savage. He is a savage. He is absolutely <laughs> a savage because he takes no baloney. Dude, listening to that podcast, man, we're advertising for someone else's podcast, but guys, you listen to his podcast, it stresses me out. It's stressing- I mean, the people that call in is just like, you what don't have know you done? why it's a bad situation, but you know that a million dollars in debt with no job is not good. Well, that's the thing, man. Like, why would you? I don't know. I mean, maybe you're so desperate that you're like, maybe this guy on a podcast has the right answer for me. I mean, maybe desperation leads to a lot of crazy uh, accomplishments. So who knows? I I just hope that most of those people are okay. You know, and we'll and we'll get more into uh, <clears throat> bankruptcy and that kind of thing, by the way, too, because I, I really do have some good points on that. But again, these guys, they don't necessarily have 100% the right answer because I don't think even they get to the core of what money is. And again, this podcast is looking at unexampled perspectives. So I've been listening to a book. It's really hard to find even literature on this because Again, people are trying to sell you uh, a, a get-rich-quick schemes are prevalent everywhere. I mean, even just showing off the amount of money you have, people want to look at it. And, and, and you can create money just by people looking at you. So if you're able to get people who have a certain higher amount of money than what you typically have and swear that you can make the same amount by doing the same thing they do. Those books are prevalent everywhere. But to find actually good literature on the history of money, where it comes from, was really hard to find. However, I did find a really good book. It was recommended to me by one of my friends. It's called The Ascent of Money by Neil Ferguson. Uh, I I highly recommend listening to that or reading that book if you want to get a good history on it. I've got some good examples and and we'll be speaking about those is, today. So what is the sense of money? Is it like a history or it's like more a of a how-to? So it's very interesting. So money has evolved much like uh, society has evolved. In fact, money and the evolution of it, in my opinion, and, and, and so uh, Mr. Ferguson's as well, both believe that the evolution of money actually comes before the evolution of society and the evolution of economies, which is actually kind of scary to, 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 to think about because 
Where we're at with money now is absolutely insane. We're talking about million dollar photos being sold as NFTs, uh, artwork. We're we're talking Mm -hmm. about cryptocurrencies that are decentralized, that don't have any uh, government (laughs) attached to it, doing better uh, percent average wise on the dollar than 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 anything we've ever seen. Um, so, so money, in my opinion, is the leading drive and then society really comes behind and follows afterwards. Mm -hmm. And I really do want to say this before we get uh, too far into this as well. Uh, this is going to create, in my opinion, a really stark contrast between socialism and capitalism. You know, capitalism really does focus hard on the value and currency of money. We have seen some pretty radical ideas about money not even existing, and that includes socialism. Mm-hmm. Socialism is really, really, really compassionate and really, really good on paper. In practice, it just hasn't happened. I'm not saying that it's the worst situation. I'm not saying that there isn't current examples of socialistic type societies in the world today. Mm-hmm. When socialism is fully implemented, however, and what I mean by fully implemented, I mean the abolition of money in its entirety, societies disappear like that. You, yep. We don't have good data on what societies would look like without money, except for a few nations that have epically failed. And when I mean epically failed, I mean like the, uh, like the uh, incarnation from the uh, from uh, down south, where they got absolutely uh, eaten alive by the Spaniards. I'm they they had no understanding or no they had no they had no understanding as to why the Spanish were so interested in the gold mm. that they were producing uh, or the silver. I, there was this one mountain that they had that was literally an entire mountain of silver. And wow. uh, they got obviously captured right away because they were uh, mm-hmm. slightly inferior, I guess, technology-wise. And they were forced to work in these in these mines for for. I mean, people died. I mean, th- there was some there was some uh, quotes that even came out of that time that was along the lines of like, "You send twenty men in, ten will come back, all of them, all of them disfigured and maimed." I, they were just wow. killing themselves harvesting silver and gold. Now, Spaniards. Uh, consequently did not have a great idea on economy, however. And so although they produced a lot of gold and silver, they didn't really have, they they weren't leading in the technology or in the evolution. And eventually they got left behind regardless. And they shouldn't have because they had the most gold and the most Mm -hmm. silver. But anyways, The Ascent of Money by Neil Ferguson, it's it's, it's a really good book. I really would recommend it. Uh, And yeah, I I am not going to be arguing the socialist point. I think that could be another topic for another time. But, but I really would like to stay focused on what money is, how it works, and, and try to give some unexampled perspectives to redefine your education on the topic of money. So with that being said, this is my first sort of uh, point that I wanted to make, and it's that true capitalism is not seen in America today. So... I think you're going to get a bunch of far-right people attacking you, my guy. Well, I'm okay with that because I don't believe that it is. (laughs) I just don't. Yeah. 
and and I think a lot of far right people might uh, might even agree with me. I think even uh, I think I think it's not even necessarily a political point to be honest. I think that people both sides of the aisle, whether you like it or not, it's 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 true that indeed true capitalism is not seen in America today. So when I say true capitalism, what comes to your head? Well, if it was 100% capitalism, I think it would be uh, the rich get ricker, richer and the poor get poorer. And honestly, there's a lot of, like like you said, true capitalism is not seen in America today. I mean, can you imagine like Jeff Bezos not having restrictions on how much he can produce and sell? Oh my. Like, I mean, we've got a lot of regulations, if you think about it, that in some respects control that. Right. But like, I mean, my family doesn't come from a lot of power. So if you didn't have any power or money, I mean, I don't think that you could ever make it. And in the U.S., you can definitely make it even if you can't, you know, come from nothing. See, I think I'd have to disagree with you on this. I I think if true capitalism was truly implemented, we would actually see a lot less of of a gap. What I mean by that is, okay, so let me back up a little bit. We have seen societies before exist with the idea of money, with even you know coins that had value, but but not with, uh, but not with the idea of uh, necessarily loans, uh, creditors mm-hmm. and debtors, you know things like that. And I agree that it would be much harder on the society in general if true capitalism was implemented. And what I mean by that is I don't believe that as much innovation and as much evolution of what a currency is uh, would happen without some sort of uh, conglomerate of true capitalism and other ideas. However, when I was growing up and when I, when I, was, when I was a kid, I was being taught these things. I thought that we were living in a true capitalistic society. Because everyone told us that we were. Well, I think it's honestly kind of like a Christian thing maybe too. (laughs) I I wouldn't go put that stamp on uh, Christianity. I I would just say... Maybe maybe the religion of Christianity, but I wouldn't say the Well, the idea is that you treat money as if it is a true capitalist society when we're not actually in one. You treat money, you save it, you put it in a bank. It's not going to lose its value. You know, you should not get into debt at all. Don't even think about debt. I mean, debt is just... You know, it, that's a, that's interesting you should say that. And I think it's on topic. If if we're taught that we're living in a... In which we were. You and I, I believe, for the most part, were. Living in a true capitalist society. All the things that we did in a true capitalist society were probably more or less the right thing to do. Mm. But now taking you know, taking a step back, a 20 year step back or whatever. I feel like we could have made a lot more money. Yeah. If we realized that it's not a true capitalist society. Yeah. I I remember being taught, like I just said, to never take a loan. Mm -hmm. That loaning was just the worst thing ever. I mean, I remember even, and this is why I said Christian earlier, scriptures that speak on, don't even let the sun go down. Right. Mm-hmm. Unless you've paid off your debts, do not be slow. Do not do not burden yourself with loans. Do not you know, mm-hmm. and that's why I sort of brought in the whole Christian aspect of this. But if we were truly living in a one hundred percent capitalistic society in America, and that's what I'm referring Dude, to. Dude, I think we'd be bleeped. I'm not gonna lie. Well, but and that's how you would have to live. You couldn't take loans. 
You shouldn't ever take a loan in a true capitalistic society. For example, you shouldn't take any risks with your money. Once you've got a gold coin, you bury that thing. And, 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 and to, to solidify this point, we've seen examples of what that, that, that looks like in the past. I believe wholeheartedly that it would be awesome to have our money actually be backed by something again, because at mm-hmm. some point it really does. Now, now here's the problem though. And this is what's kind of crazy. Even Shakespeare did a, uh, a, a play uh, in regards to this. Okay. Loans were crazy because it was such a, because loans were such a new thing back then when they were first being introduced into yep. Uh, societies Yep. Uh, that some of the, some of the uh, payments that you would have to make in, if you didn't pay were absolutely insane. Uh, like I said, in Shakespeare's play, uh, the cost for not paying uh, your fair share of, of the, uh, or not paying your loan, uh, if it wasn't collected in time, you also had to give the, uh, the, credit, uh, the, debt, the debtor, you'd have to give him a pound of flesh. So if you couldn't pay your man, dude, people must've been pretty thin then people died. I mean, that's lots of people died. Is this, you're saying like actually during Shakespeare's time, like when he was alive or yeah, it was the play. The the play was written, uh, based off off of a true story that was happening during that time. Okay. So, and then obviously dramatized. I think what happened is he ended up dying. He had a lover. It was it was a very beautiful play, but I, I don't know. So can you can you kind of flesh out? No pun intended. <laughs> um, why so many people are money illiterate? Like I don't really feel like anyone. Well, uh, really knows the value. And I, I was just thinking about this um, recently: is going to the store and debating whether you get the. Two dollar or the three dollar orange juice with the uh-huh. fifty cent coupon, or if you get, you know, the two dollar and fifty or two dollars and thirty cent coupon, and someone goes, well, you know, you can save fifty cents, and it drops it down to two fifty, and then I would say, well, you should still get the two thirty because it's twenty cents cheaper, and then someone says, well, that doesn't really matter, but the Dude. way I look at it is, well, that's that twenty cents has a value based off of how much I can make per hour. There were there were studies done in 2008 where they wanted to test the literacy of okay. uh, people in the UK and in England, and they found that essentially they found that one in three people could not answer the following questions. Okay, shoot. First question is 10% of $100. If if I'm buying an item for $100. Mm-hmm. Is a better deal to take twenty five dollars off or ten percent? Couldn't answer that dude. question, dude. A third steal it in two thousand and eight. Okay. Second question they couldn't answer. One third of people. If you are gaining an interest on a savings account of three percent, mm-hmm. and the value of the uh, per year, and the value of the dollars depreciating by five percent a year, what is the total effect on your money in your account? Couldn't answer it. Okay. This, so it sounds like you should take loans to me. <laughs> Based on these, that number. These these numbers are astounding to me. Okay. That, but, I will say that's a pretty difficult question, the second one. 
Okay, well, let me explain it to you in case you're having a hard time understanding. Okay. My account in my bank mm-hmm. is adding whatever whatever's in my account is adding 3% yep. annually. So if I make $100, okay. I get $3 back, okay? Mm-hmm. However, the value of the dollar is decreasing by 5% every year. Okay. So now what's the net what's the net effect on that account in total? I'm gaining 3%, I'm losing 5%. What's the net total? Negative 2%? You're losing 2%. Okay. People couldn't answer that. Yeah. And maybe even to some degree, maybe some of our listeners are going, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But but but, mm-hmm. but after a little bit of explanation, you're not able to just think of it on your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, people make money on you being illiterate. Mm-hmm. People are predators. You yep. look, at, look at your college loans. I'm serious. Look at Sally May. Fast. Have you guys have you thought about that the the college loan system, dude? It's, Literally, we can't it's predatory. even vote. We can't even vote in a lot of cases. We can take out a fifty thousand dollar loan. We can't drink, <laughs> but we can. But we somehow can take out a loan, and then they say, "Well, you don't have to pay it until six months after college," and then you know. The, 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 the less you understand, the more people make. And, and to give you another example. But they uh, won't give you a $20,000 ro- it's, loan it's, to start a business. It's ridiculous. I think, okay, so so I might be wrong. Again, listen to the ascent of money. One thing that Mobile and I wanted to make sure that we cleared up, which we didn't really do a great job in the beginning, is that when we talk about facts, we will be very, very wrong. Because both of us, the way mm-hmm. we think about facts sometimes, there's only certain aspects that are imprinted on our heads and not actually the full set of facts. It'd be really cool to have like a fact checking group that could like come behind us and make sure. You gotta be careful what you ask for, dude. Well, no, what I'm saying is that would actually help us and and link stories and and such. I think that would be really cool. You know, honestly, T-Gram, I feel like just being honest, shout out to T-Gram for being honest first off, (laughs) but also I don't know what other podcasts are doing. Now I've, I've listened to podcasts for sure. I used to listen to how stuff works and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, like we're doing research. This is probably the most we've ever prepared for a podcast for sure. Yeah. But we're still kind of, we kind of want that conversation vibe, right? Right. So this is, this is literally our combined age is probably somewhere around 52 years. So we've got 52 years of combined experience and this is our general understanding on all these topics. Right. So if we get something wrong, which we will, mm-hmm. that actually shows what's going on to some degree in society which yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah. So it's not just because we get something wrong doesn't necessarily mean it's totally bad, which I yeah. think is sweet. Yeah, and I and I really don't like having, uh, I really do enjoy having uh, uh, academic debates and conversations. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. really, really tough to have those debates without it being fun. It usually gets mm-hmm. nitty, it gets dirty pretty quickly. So if we're able just kind of to lean back and sort of mention things back and forth, and that's kind of be going to be sort of the... Uh, but, but yeah, but people really do care about the facts and I don't want to be wrong. So if people have mm-hmm. a, a quick link for us, that'd be good. But anyways, uh, between the 1500s and uh, 15 to 3000 or so, I, I believe. Um, 3000, dude. What year is it? Is this sticking? Uh, oh, my. I just, the year 3000. Not much has changed, but oh, yeah. they live underwater. 1500s is what I'm going with. The Jonas Brothers, dude. Shout out to those I don't guys. know why I said 3000s. That was terrible. MVP. 1500s there there was so <laughs> when people talk about racism it's it's obviously it was bc very, dude no eight eight after christ bro okay gotcha, after gotcha. death after death 
ACDC. Got it. Okay, go. They would give loans when the loans were first coming out to only certain Mm -hmm. demographics of people. Now, we're not even talking, we're talking before America was even a thought. Okay? Mm -hmm. So you would have certain groups of people. Let me guess marginalized people groups. Yes. Very, you know, workforce, not able to make enough money. And when the they poppers. went to, when you went to go get the surfs. Loans, when you went to go <laughs> the homeless. No, they had homes, I'm sure. They sort of built them. I hey, bet. you just gotta if you're homeless, just buy a home. Just I saw it on TikTok. <laughs> this is so simple. <laughs> you anyway, had continue. you had people who you had whole groups of people who couldn't take loans. Yeah. So so these predator lenders would come into these cities and 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 for societies any society to progress you need loans and we'll we'll get into that in a little bit but you had these loans then that that these predatory lenders would come in at these loaners and they would charge they would they would give you money no one else would this is the mm-hmm. only way that you're going to get a loan dude what a deal 25% interest zach per- what is this annually no, weekly. That's an 11 million percent APR. 11 good, dude. million Sign percent. Me, the bleepity bop up. Dude, I'll you, take it. You, you don't think this is happening now. You don't oh, think. It's happening. It's you don't, be, dude. You don't. It was a way to make money. It's always been a way loans? to make money. Are, what, are, what, are, what, are, what is the interest rate on payday loans? I don't even know. Your credit card? That's another question. A third of the a third of people. Or it was about. It's about. Uh, I think it was more than a third of people in 2008 could not actually tell you what their interest rate was on their credit card. And 80% of people or something to that degree said that it was less than 10%, which, which, which if you it's know like anything, yeah, it's, it's 23 to 25% APY. Yeah. Uh, and it's brutal too, because even if you just miss a month I and mean, they'll, they'll spread that payment out over a year. So even if it, it's, it's brutal. Brutal, brutal, brutal. Holy cow, dude. So, so we have Swerve. seen since the very beginning this 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 predatory loan. You have to be educated. You have to mm-hmm. know what your money is. And, and, and what and, do you mean by educated? I mean that you need to have a very basic, very real understanding of what money mm-hmm. actually is. Mm-hmm. Not not yep. this theory of money that people seem to have. Not this mm-hmm. illiteracy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to know that if you really look at currency today, it's not real. If you have the question, right? If you ask this question, you say, I don't really get NFTs because you're not really buying anything. You're just sort of getting rights to an image. Or if you say something to the degree of, I don't really understand crypto because it really mm-hmm. isn't anything, right? Like there isn't a, there is, if that's something that you catch yourself saying, you're money illiterate. Because in general, yep. that's how the American currency has worked since we've lost the gold standard in like mm-hmm. the 1930s or 40s. Yeah, 1930s. With- and everyone just keeps ignoring it. Well, and it's crazy because now we have Bitcoin and other things coming out that help expose what money truly is. And now we have questions. Now we're asking, well, well I don't even T-Gram, know what money is. Why do you think that, I'm not going to name countries, but why do you think there are countries in the world today, first world countries, that are banning crypto? Why would they ban crypto? Well, in my opinion, it's because crypto is decentralized. Right. right? Well, so they can't control it. Right? You, you it's, can't it's control something it. without value that they give value, but now it's got value that they can't give. 
It, it's it's the Which biggest. Which means they can't control it. It's the biggest shooting in the of the foot in the world, dude. And like I said earlier about what Neil Ferguson said, the evolution of money always precedes the evolution of society. So if you look at money mm-hmm. and you see what it's Dude, doing generally that's speaking, so right, though. You Holy can cow. predict, bro, you can predict war outcomes. People knew. I mean, that, look at 2008. People, well, crazy. Yeah, people knew that the South was going to lose the Civil War about a year and a half before it actually happened because the value of one of the dollars of the North was equal to 50 of the ones in the South. They okay, created, I got a question. Go ahead. I got a question for you then. Yeah. You're saying that, so what are you saying? The money predicts? The evolution of money and the economy proceeds the evolution of society. Okay. So what is going on now? Because we are heavily invested in very volatile stocks. (laughs) Okay. We we did not make mistakes. We did our research. But we are. perspective, we combined have managed to make and lose about a hundred thousand dollars in about four months it's wild and, and i didn't I we didn't even believe no is that wild rips like <laughs> i would like to have that money yeah. however i had no intention of turning the stocks into aka money yeah so and on top of that i feel like the resilience in this case, the stock market for average Joes who are in the stock market yeah. is through the roof. Like, yeah. I don't think, I mean, that we care, but like for the most part, the outcome is the same. Yeah. We buy and we hold. And yeah. that, that blows my mind. I mean, could you imagine if people bought and hold in 2008? Would it, would 2008 have just been ignored? Because if you oh, think about you're, it, oh, you're saying, you're saying if people just didn't was like, sell. What was it like a negative eight percent one day and people lost their mind? We are seeing fifty hundred percent swings on a daily basis. Well, and here, no one does anything except buys and trades. It's crazy. Well, and what we need to really do, Zach, is start putting these things in perspective because when we see an eight percent gain or an eight percent loss, the news will talk about it, and mm-hmm. you'll have a heart attack when you see the the numbers drop or or raise. Mm-hmm. You have to realize that in the history of money. We have seen whole countries lose, and I I do not exaggerate, trillions of percents, trillions of percents. Mm -hmm. I think right now, like, a Zimbabwean coin is worth, it's crazy. The difference is, it's more than a million. I think it might Mm -hmm. be a trillion. Mm -hmm. Or, sorry, not a trillion, but a billion. It is crazy the percent drops. And and the crazy thing uh... is... Was it Venezuela? People were waiting in line to buy bread and it would go up in price. When it started, they had, there's the leaders, they were quoting the the storehouses of gold that they had. He said there was so much gold that you couldn't even walk through the hallways. They were just stockpiling so much gold. They they should have had an economy. They were just, Mm -hmm. they were lackadaisical in the, in the build and they, and they lagged behind in the build and then they became sadly a, a, a country that decided that they didn't need money and and, and, mm-hmm. and very quickly riots and, and it, it, it's just been crazy ever since and so and it's the same thing with the Spaniards I mean you would have the you uh, you have the build or the 
I guess, resources, infrastructure. the infrastructure to, to create a very good and strong economy. And I want to mm-hmm. get into the American economy and why I think in part it's so good. One of the uh, points that uh, Neil Ferguson makes, Neil Ferguson, I don't know how to say his first name, but uh, makes is that. Are we still on topic one? No, we're not, and and we shouldn't be reading off the show notes. We are so far off. But and I will get. But but I want to say this real quick. You know, America is known for bankruptcy. I mean, we have mm-hmm. the most lackadaisical rules for bankruptcy ever, which is good and bad. It's good because it promotes innovation, which is what we need to be mm-hmm. the number one. But it lags in. It hurts the economy because if you're just forgiving loans like crazy. Now, that gets into the Bible. And what does the Bible say about this? I mean, it's it's crazy how even God knew how to build build a strong mm-hmm. economy mm-hmm. thousands of years ago, and and maybe one reason why the stigma and I, I, it's, it's such a weird it's such a weird stigma for people to say, in my opinion, mm-hmm. that that Jews have money. Like that's a good thing, right? Like having money is a good thing, but mm-hmm. for somehow or some way it got racist. Mm-hmm. But that the one stigma is maybe because they were listening to the words of God actually. I mm-hmm. mean, like legitimately reading and not reading it in the Christian perspective that we had when we were kids, mm-hmm. but reading it in the perspective that God had always intended, which we will hit on. But with that being said, uh, I do want to say thank you to our stereo listeners for joining us. And being mm-hmm. a part of it, uh, you will have the full episode come out here in a week. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun to be able to see everybody come back. Please, please subscribe, uh, like, do whatever you guys can to get this thing off the ground. We really or appreciate don't. it. Or don't. Or just leave us alone forever. I mean, it's one of the two. <laughs> you only Low have two key, options. we're just gonna we're gonna be here every week. So whatever yep. happens, happens. Full so send. Thanks again, stereo listeners. Uh, look for the full episode in one week. And uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Welcome back, stereo listeners. One week later, I hope you had a great week. I hope it was amazing. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that the anticipation. I hope it was fire. You know what's so weird about this is that we literally, this is still live currently as we're recording it. Yeah. Dude, we're, we're literally time travelers. It's great. Dude, it's crazy. If only I could time travel and uh, know what to buy and sell for crypto. Oh, my. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. So let's get into let's get into the religion of it. I think that's what people are going to want most from uh, from 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 stereo since that's what we were getting into. Okay, take it away. In my opinion, we have such a bad understanding of what God really sees when he talks about money. Mm-hmm. Clearly, there are some socialist, quote-unquote, elements to what Jesus and what God said about it. For yep. example, all debts are removed every seven years. You forgive all loans. You can't You can't be a slave for more than seven years. You just can't. Isn't that and, crazy? Dude, I want that, bro. Imagine that. Let's let's just unpack that real quick here. And this is this is my quick quick thoughts about that. So mm. let's say we if you can't if you can't have a loan like so every every seven years your loans are canceled, right? Yeah. How does that impact the lender? I feel like that puts a check and balance on the lender. What do you think? Yeah, the check and balance is you actually have to loan money that you actually have. 
Well, that you actually have it and that you think you will get paid back. Well, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. The first one. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'd go, dude, I'd go full set. I'm like, hey, man, I'll borrow a million dollars from you and then I'll disappear for seven years. Right. I want to collect, I want to make sure that I collect interest within the next year because year seven's coming up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or yep. I'm just not going to loan because I know that all loans have to be forgiven here in about a year, which is good. It's good for societies to just sort of pause on loaning. Mm-hmm. Yep. We need, we need, we need before we even go into this though, I, I really do think that we need to go into uh, why loaning money is important, especially for societies. So, so why it is important? Why it is? It absolutely is money. Is is so? So to start, loaning money started when somebody who had a lot of money wanted to give somebody a lot of money, with the expectation that you'd get the money back with a certain amount of interest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was good, especially when it came to gold coins and such, because to start any sort of business, to start any sort of anything. You need some sort of power to be able to do something to get something mm-hmm. off the ground. Yeah. So when you loan or when you take a loan, you're you are helping your whole society innovate. Mm-hmm. Yep. However, with the actual benefit of gold coins, let's say, silver mm-hmm. coins, you also have this much heavier burden when you loan because if you can't pay it back you're legitimately stealing money mm-hmm. from the yep. person who gave you that initial loan yep and lots of things brought us to the abolition of the gold standard eventually we ended up rejecting it completely and once that happened loans became way easier because essentially it was just a currency that just sort of goes away. Yeah. And let me, let me or get just, added. I should say kind yeah, of interject here. I think, so you keep talking about money. Mm. Obviously that's the, the subject. And I just want to kind of circle back towards kind of how I've defined money is, it's just that, um, the like the conversion between, you know, what is the value of something versus one job or another, mm. or what is the value of, this item or that item, like how do you compare a computer to, um, I don't know, give me give me an example, a tractor or something. Right. Well, someone's like, well, of course a tractor is worth more money, but like what if food is free and poofs out of, or poofs into existence? Well, a tractor's not worth a whole lot because it can't produce. Right. So then the computer's worth more. So I think money just kind of it's 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 a, it kind of gets rid of the ne- negotiation of mm. what something's valuable value is and it also allows someone to sell something to someone else without actually needing what that other person has right right so if i like i'm not interested in a tractor but i am interested in $10,000 yeah so i i think that kind of helps out there but i guess i guess what i'm going for is well, I just lost my train of thought here. What were you, what were you just saying? Well, no, you're, you're making a really good point there. You have to view money as a value trade system and okay. not- Okay, so yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'm back, I'm back. We're back, boys. <laughs> that being said, when you exchange a, a hard currency such as gold or silver mm-hmm. or some other precious, usually precious metal, mm-hmm. there is, I'm gonna use your word, your term, 
there is weight to it. Mm. So I am very aware of my storehouses mm-hmm. getting lower and people not paying back what I mm-hmm. loan them. I'm very aware of my lack of currency to buy something that I want or need. Right. Now, when you go digital, which is clearly where we're at, yeah, yep. we've got a paper dollar, but yeah. do we really? Yeah. So when you go digital, there isn't that weight. You swipe your card, yep. even even debit cards you swipe, and we don't really know how much money's in there. And I, I just want to give a quick example, and then I'll send it back. Whoops, I'm turning my head, sorry. I'll send it back to you. Okay. So my wife and I, we've been transferring uh, bank bank accounts. So mm-hmm. we moved. she moved from China, actually, to the U.S., and we live uh, south of Chicago. And then I moved from Iowa, where uh, T. Graham actually lives. Mm. Um, so we're trying to combine our bank accounts after we got married. And just recently, um, my original bank account went negative. There was a negative balance and I was pretty upset about it because I didn't, you know, I'm not really used to that. Pay everything in cash for the most part. I, right. I, for the most part, I disagree with loans, even though I've, I've taken them for sure. Yeah. Um, it went negative, right? Yeah. Well, what's crazy about this is when I, when I checked my Amazon, when I bought the thing on Amazon, it said it wouldn't charge me until it shipped. <clears throat> Sorry. One second. Take I've tried though. to mute myself, but it like the air button doesn't work. So just, we'll have just, to figure that out. Just take a drink. It's fine. <laughs> All right, I'm trying to take a drink. Cool, cool, anyway, cool, cool, cool. so it said it wouldn't charge me until it shipped. So what's crazy is that they shipped this thing, right? Yeah. And then it charged me. They charged my bank. My bank never notified me. And they just like, eh, it's fine you know, 30 bucks, whatever. We'll right. just put a negative $30 on your account. So this thing actually arrived at our house, you wow. know, two days later, because we're close yeah. to Chicago, of course. Shipping is super fast here. Yeah. We get this thing. We start using it, right? Mm. A week bo- goes by. I check my bank account. It is negative like $85. Oh, my. And I'm like, what's going on? So my bank never notified me about the negative 30 it never notified me about the next negative 30 from being negative. So they literally charged me another $30 for being negative money. Yeah. That's and crazy. I was thinking, how long does this go on for? So that being said, T. Graham, we clearly exchanged, exchanged zero value for mm. something. Right. Because no one, there was no exchange of money. Right. Literally. There was a negative balance, and we had already got and started using something. Amazon didn't contact us, and our bank didn't contact us. So how did we get something? Anyway, I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, it's a really good point, and it's 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 because one of the most fundamental understandings of money that we haven't really been able to talk about up until now is the idea of a loan. Mm-hmm. So when you get a loan. Most likely, I, I, I just recently got a loan for, for $240,000. Uh, I used that loan to buy a duplex. When they gave me the $240,000, mm-hmm. that money most likely didn't even exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see, when people started storing up gold in banks and generating notes for the gold, they got a really good idea. They said, the only way I'm really making money here, keeping all this gold in one place, is if I can be the mediator and essentially loan 
uh, gold to people to start their businesses and then they can pay me back in interest, but I'm gonna loan them gold that I don't even really actually have. I'll just print out a note. Mm -hmm. I'll just say that that note exists and I'll give them that note and then they'll have to come back and pay me back for that loan. I also want you to do this thought exercise. This is another way you can manipulate money. Imagine I have $100 and I put my $100 into a bank. The bank says, well, we are going to loan 90% of your money to somebody mm -hmm. and uh, the, the, the extra 10% we'll just keep in the... Uh, in our bank, like what? Well, like that's our, that's our uh, standard procedures. Okay, so they find somebody who's looking for ninety dollars, and they say, "Here, here's ninety dollars." He goes, "Okay, great," and he takes that ninety dollars and he puts it into another bank. Mm -hmm. And that bank says, "Well, our standard practice is to loan uh, eighty dollars of it and then uh, keep ten dollars to us." And so then they give it to somebody else. Okay. Yep. So with that one hundred dollars, how much money? has people received after everything is said and done just up to this point. So we've put in $100 and the banks have now currently loaned out $170. $90 to the first person, $80 to the next person or $70, so $160. So you've you've not even created fake money. You've just essentially used loans to produce more money into a system mm -hmm. that that is using $100 to really be like 160, 165 or so. Now, mm -hmm. obviously this whole structure comes crumbling down once the person with $100 puts the money in, says, I want my $100 back. Well, then the mm -hmm. investment firm goes, well, we, hate, we need our money back. And the next person goes, well, we need our money back. So there's, mm -hmm. there's a level of, there's a level of, uh, what would you say? Uh, checks and balances, I would say. Sort of. Well, with it, one person, yeah. As long, as long yeah. as the money exists, as long as that money is actually real, as long mm -hmm. as it's backed by something, yep. but it's not backed by anything anymore. Mm -hmm. Banks are just giving out money. So I got a, I got a question for you, Tigram, and I've been su suspecting this for a while. Yeah. Do you ever think that like banks ever just add a zero? Well, it's a bit more complicated than that. Okay. I mean, they still have to go to the yes. Federal Reserve and they still have to record okay. this stuff. But but that's a load of baloney, but yes. Sketch Sketch City probably is. Someone done it. somewhere <laughs> is adding a zero. I you 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 could because there's no way to track this. I mean mm -hmm. Well, it's set up that and honestly, I think that's why cryptocurrency is so scary to It's traceable. You're it's actually traceable. That's the whole point. The well, blockchain some works. Some of them, of, of course, yeah. It, it, the blockchain works, it, mm -hmm. it, and it's again, it's mostly scary because it's not centralized. It's decentralized. And who but, knows who's running the stuff behind the scenes? And but but nobody's able to way. tax it. How do you tax Bitcoin? You only tax Bitcoin if you change Bitcoin back into American dollars. But if mm -hmm. people are making transa transactions Bitcoin to Bitcoin, you're never gonna. And it's such a load of baloney that. Tesla couldn't accept Bitcoin because it wasn't environmentally sound. I, I get it. You want to make sure that the way that you, mm -hmm. but but it just it does really frustrate. I feel like there is more at play than just that. I think that it's so yeah. It's an American company accepting Bitcoin for the first time. Are you kidding me? Like that's that's not good. Anyway, so let's just kind of go. Let's Tigram. Let's kind of go into this uh, down this rabbit hole of. Um, there's nothing backing it. So I don't. I don't have the data. I didn't prepare this part of it. I apologize. But I think there was something on the news recently 
where they they said like the world's debt was X amount. It was like it's ridiculous. It's like quadrillions or something, yeah. some huge number. Okay, right. so if you break down whatever arbitrary number, I would say it's arbitrary. Whatever yeah. arbitrary number the you know Mr. CNN or Fox said, um, it's it's like hundreds of thousands of dollars or thousands of dollars per person. Right. Okay, and it's like, wait a minute. On average, we are all in debt. So we literally have a negative amount of money. How in the bleepity blop are we surviving? And I just kind of figured it out listening to you and all the research you did, which is great. So yeah. shout out to T-Gram. <laughs> um, you are banking on, no, no pun intended, you are banking on people saving money. And here is why. Put that up on the for the clickbait. Okay, so you have... You have uh, Cheryl, okay? Cheryl, she grew up in the Great Depression. She's a saver. So Cheryl goes to work every single day. She works 40 to 60 hours a week. Right. And she only buys food. She buys food, her house is paid for, Mm. and she just grinds. Yeah. She grinds, she saves, she saves and saves and saves and saves and saves. And then Cheryl dies. (laughs) So what, what has happened is Cheryl has produced her entire life. Yep. And only... Um, consumed ten, let's say ten percent of right. her production. One million, one million dollars she's made. She's consumed a hundred thousand. Yep. So she just bops over and dies. Yep. Okay. Yep. And then stinking uh, Jimmy over here, he's a consumer. So uh-huh. he works, but he mostly lives off, you know, his parents or or whatever. Mm. Okay. So at the end of his life, he's consumed. 110% of the average. However, since Cheryl was a stinking hard worker and all she did was save, yeah. he's covered. Yeah. And that's kind of what I think has happened is you've got enough savers. Well, it's more gruesome than that. You've got enough savers who basically saved their whole life and died. Okay. And then there's their kids saved and died. But you know what else you have? Slave labor. That's where you're getting all this money, dude. Yeah. I'm calling it right now. Well, that's, and that's literally what, and that's how what, you get a negative balance on the planet, but still have products. Bro, it's crazy. I mean, and, and, and I, I, I mean no disrespect when I say this, but you can't escape it either. Like, Not on your own. China, for example. I, I want to make this example really quick. China, for example, is the most, uh, the best example that we currently have for a socialist economy. Mm-hmm. And they have become the United States' bank, loan department bank. Yep. You yep. can't you can't escape the system. It's 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 you you have entire mega countries like China doing their best to promote socialism, but then when it comes to their when it comes to their actual government and what they end up being, they're the most capitalistic believers on the planet because you know, of how the thing about China, though, historically, they have been savers. Like no one's in debt. Did you know that? Well, but but that's a but that's a capitalistic idea. That's capitalism. No, that's it is true. For that's sure. true capitalism, and that's the point that I wanted to make is that you really can't escape the system, even if you try. So so mm-hmm. so going back to loans and and kind of even tying into what you said here, when you create fake lo- money. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. it, it hurts the economy big time because 
you know, if you've got a hundred nuggets of gold at a dollar a piece and you've got $300 floating around and then all of a sudden everyone wants their gold back Mm -hmm. and you don't have it, you've, you've, you've hurt lives. You've just turned Mm -hmm. everybody, you've legitimately turned everybody's $1 per gold nugget into $3 per gold nugget. Especially someone who saved, say, you know, five to 10 nuggets Especially, of gold. Especially Cheryl. Yeah, yep. think of Cheryl, man. Like She goes in and she goes, all right, I'm gonna collect my retirement. You and can't you've do got it. nothing in the bank. And, and, and we don't, it is, it's not even covered. I mean, that's the thing that's so crazy to me is that the, the interest rates of, or the inflation rates of the, of the American dollar, they're, the news isn't even talking about it because it's bad mm-hmm. publicity. Yeah, we lost the ability to stop when when uh, FDR in 1930 canceled the uh, gold standard. Mm-hmm. We you you were forced, Zach, Mobile, y- your name. You were forced. <laughs> you were forced to sell your gold back to the government. Isn't that crazy? You, you didn't have a choice. If it had if it had an American stamp on it, you had no choice. And part of the reason why, a major reason why, was because after the Great Depression, nobody had any sort of confidence in the economy at that point. So everybody was just saving, 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 saving their money. And eventually, it got so bad and, and the economy looked so shaky that we just had to say, you know what, we got to back off of the gold standard. I... They they were just following what what uh, Great Britain had done in, before, uh, following World War One. So, uh, the point that I'm making here is that we're too far gone. You you can't live your life without a loan. That's how the world works now. It's what money does now. It's See, just I'm, is what I'm it does. I disagree on that. You're gonna fall behind if you live your if you live your whole life mm-hmm. saving money. You're losing 5% a month right now. Right now. You got a 3% raise today. You, you got a 3% raise today. You're still negative mm-hmm. 2% for the month. Yeah. The month. You're supposed to be getting a raise right now if you were to mm-hmm. be paid the same as when we started. Anywhere between a 2 to 5% raise per month if they were to actually crazy? pay you the value. That's happening. Isn't that crazy? You are going to lose money by stock holding money. You need to, mm-hmm. you need to buy something that holds value. You cannot... Hang on to something that doesn't hold value. Money has to get out of your hands. In fact, right now, if you were to loan money, like I've done, and mm-hmm. then you have the value of the dollar depreciate, I know a guy, he just took a million dollar loan bet against the government. He said, yep. he said the value of the dollar is depreciating so much, I'm just going to loan a million dollars. I don't even care. Oh, you mean I, borrow? Yeah, I'm going to borrow a million bucks. Whatever interest rate that I'm going to get per year is going to easily beat whatever's happening to the value of yep. the gold, of the dollar yep. per month. Remember what I said earlier. Mm-hmm. The what happens to the economy proceeds what happens in society. Mm-hmm. We are yeah. seeing decentralization like crazy. I I truly believe America is losing hold of its population. I that's just what I that's just what I see. I think okay. America is losing hold, losing grip, and so they're doing everything they possibly can to lock people down. And that includes college. That includes predatory loans. That includes mm-hmm. healthcare being forced to pay for it. Uh, mm-hmm. Having all kinds of crazy laws to pay for all these different types of insurance. Insurance is terrible. It's such a bad way. It's it's it's, it's nothing. Insurance is nothing. I mean, by the time you end up paying your insurance and and actually getting into a car wreck or actually having your house burned mm-hmm. down, it's not worth it. Especially well, even- it's it's only worth it 
it's basically a hedge against a catastrophic, I don't know, event. Zach, I'd lose my car in an instant. I'd be okay with losing my car right now or my house even right now. If mm-hmm. you told me that I didn't have to pay, if I didn't have to pay house insurance, yeah, it, there's no, there's no, and then what's even crazier is that once you use your insurance that you're finally been paying, paying, paying for, your rates mm-hmm. go up because you did get into an accident. Yeah, you, you got to be kidding me. You should get into insurance. It's free money. It's free, freaking money. It's yeah, and it's it so is. it's so crazy to me too because that's what the government keeps doing. Like, for example, mm-hmm. they make money on you needing a, a, uh, they make money on you needing a, uh, driver's license. You have to pay for that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely required. So it's things like that, that just really, but, but, but I want to get back to the, I really want to finish this loan topic. You need to take loans. You are going to fall behind. And the reason why, even if the value of the dollar is going up and you're not taking loans, what you're still missing out on is innovation. I would not be able to buy this house in my lifetime if all I did was save. Mm-hmm. Right? Maybe unless eventually. You're, unless your stock goes to the moon. Which, which, yeah, exactly. But the point that I'm making is, is you're not able to do what you want to do if you don't take loans. The mm-hmm. key is finding good loans. You have to weigh the interest rates. You have to think about. And what honestly, you know, honestly, Tgram, I would. The, my gut says I disagree with you, but you do have a point. Honestly, it all comes down to exchange of value. Well, and your gut feeling again is the same feeling that I had growing up. And the typical question that you'd ask yourself here is, well, isn't isn't God against loans? I mean, what about Matthew six twenty one? For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Mm-hmm. I don't want my treasure in loans. You kidding me? Yeah. I'm not. I don't want. I don't want money to be my everything. Or Ecclesiastes: mm-hmm. Whoever loves money never has enough, and whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. This too is meaningless. It's all meaningless. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry yeah. about any of this stuff. We're gonna get back to those scriptures, but I, I God is not saying what you immediately think about money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't have money as your treasure, period. But you need to use it as a tool. Do you, you know, want to help you know, other dude, people? You're, pre- you're preaching to me right now. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> do, I, do you, I, I run into this constantly, T-Gram. I legitimately, and I don't know if you can tell, but I hate money. I like, know. I hate it. It stresses me out. I that The most arguments that I have with my wife is because of money or over money. That's what like, everyone struggles me, about. That's what every... so mad it makes exactly. me so mad it's mobile it's not real you're the, what you're arguing over is something that isn't even real it's legitimately mm-hmm. just a tool it's satan's mm-hmm. way to pull our attention off of him yep. and put our attention on something else and it's easy to do because there's power yep. in money but but mm-hmm. you but if you change your opinion on what money is and that's what i legitimately had to do in order to get this loan for the house mm-hmm. i couldn't do it otherwise my yeah. my my innermost being there was something in me that was like, I just can't because it's not holy. No, yeah. God says to stinking use the money because now, now I'm not saying like crazy, honestly, mm-hmm. but, 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 but he, he well, himself says over and over again, use your money to create worldly mm-hmm. friends. That's use it to, 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 to create your, within yourselves, uh, uh, the ability to be able to produce and to grow and to help mm-hmm. others. People who are rich, if you don't have 
your heart on helping other people with your with the money that you have right now, you are serving money. And, mm-hmm. and, and think about it in the context of loans. I, I really do want us to, if anything, it's, it is loans that I really wanted to focus on because it helps us understand to some degree that we just have no idea what's going on. And I don't think this podcast is going to even fully be able to, to, to say that. But but yeah. when you are a when you're a predatory loaner, when you're giving money out with the intention, this guy's got a you know a 200 credit score. I'm giving him 80 grand, and I'm giving him a 25 percent interest rate per week. You're an evil man. You're evil. Yo, T. Graham, think about this. How many times have your parents loaned you money? Oh my! How many times? And you know, different parents do different things, right? My right. parents always did interest free. They always did. Now there are some parents who did interest, and he was like. One percent, right? Half a percent, right? Or it was uh, an interest rate that was locked. So they say, "All right, I'm going to loan you a thousand dollars. You got to pay me back eleven hundred right. bucks whenever right. you do." And you know what's crazy about that, dude? Now you're getting me hyped up. If that was a good loan, I yeah. legitimately could a, not drive to are, my interview without a working car. And my parents loaned me a thousand dollars, and I fixed the car. I took the rest of the money to pay for my for my rent, and yeah. I took some money, bought some food and some yeah. gas. Yeah. And guess what? I got hired at the same company that you were already working for. It's 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 required. And I paid them re- back in a paycheck. It's it's required. It's Zach. It, it is required wow. for you. You're opening to- my eyes. Okay, so let's read some scriptures on this. First of all, Romans thirteen eight. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another, which for other love, which whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. Okay, so in this in this context, he's saying, do not sit on debt, aka mm-hmm. make your full payments on your credit card. Period. Yep. You don't yep. get you don't get to make a mistake and then wait 30 years and then have to try to pay it back. It's an evil thing for man to just borrow money and not immediately pay it back. So it's evil It's evil for people to loan predatory loans to people, but it's also evil for people to accept money without the intent of paying it back right away. Mm-hmm. Well, what does yep. that mean? What's the intent mean? If you don't pay your money back right away, what you're doing is you're not really caring about the interest rate. You're not really caring about a time frame. Your promise is 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 so valuable and you need to make sure that it stays valuable. Proverbs 13:11. And this goes back into what we were talking about earlier. Dishonest money dwindles away, but whoever gathers money little by little makes it grow. Okay. Mobile. Do you see the context that God is establishing here in Proverbs? Hmm. Dishonest money dwindles away. What's dishonest money? Dishonest money is money that's fake. You cannot hmm. keep societies alive if you keep printing money. It just doesn't yep. happen. It doesn't yeah, work. Dude. Then the next Look portion. at this, Exodus twenty two twenty five. If you lend money to one of my people among you who is needy, do not treat it like a business deal. Charge no interest. Dude. And I think that's referring to people in the church, correct? Yes. One, well, so 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 this Exodus 22, 25, this is in the context of the Israelites. And it's further, mm-hmm. further established in Deuteronomy, which is very interesting. It says, you may charge a foreigner interest, but not a fellow Israelite, so that the mm. Lord your God may bless you and everything you put your hand in the land you are entering to possess. If you make a vow to the Lord your God, do not be slow to pay it. For the Lord your God will certainly demand it of you, and you will be guilty of sin. But if you refrain from making a vow, you will not be guilty. So so he's saying you can make a vow to the Lord your God to pay back this loan. You can do Mm. it. Don't be slow to pay it back. 
Because mm-hmm. if you're just slow and lazy and lackadaisical with your money, and that's the sort of Dave Ramsey portion, but we're missing the fact that you actually can loan your money away mm-hmm. and that you need to make sure that the money that you're loaning away, you actually own and that you're not mm-hmm. being dishonest with it because yep. you're going to yep. hurt your society otherwise. I see. Let's continue. And this is, this, this, is, uh, this, is, this is a big one here. It says, Jesus entered the temple courts and drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. It is written, he said to them, my house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. What was Holy ha- crap, dude. <laughs> what was happening? This ha- verse makes so much more sense now. You don't see it initially. You just think, wow. oh, you just think, oh, markets Holy are bad. Cow, dude. That's exactly what you think to yourself when you first read the scripture. And that's what the scripture was used when we were kids. They said, oh, money in the marketplace. It's bad. No, you are creating a den of robbers in the house of the Lord. Wow. When you are loaning this money, you are like you don't you have you have no you have no clear understanding we are not explained any of these scriptures Mm -hmm. about what money is really supposed to do god Mm -hmm. knows how these societies are supposed to work god sees even how the economics we think money is an evil thing and and it can be with anything that you make and it's easy to make it your god it's easy to serve money because it's the way we are intended to do. We think to ourselves, well, I want the best deal possible and I want this and that. Mm-hmm. But, but it's always the fine print that's going to get you. And if you're dishonest with your money, if you take loans that you know you can't pay back, mm-hmm. if, you, if, 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 you, if you are slow to repay, God sees it. But if, you are, if you're wise with your money, if you loan money to people without any sort of interest in return or very little interest, mm-hmm. If, mm-hmm. You, if, if you're loaning money in the sense that you actually have the money that you're loaning as opposed to just generating fake money, your society will grow. Not just you as an individual, you are contributing to your society. Your, wow. econom- your economy proceeds your society. And so God himself sees this and goes, you guys, you have to do this right. You know, it's interesting, Tigram, because I feel like the beginning of um, this this uh, podcast, you're talking about like the this, the dishonest side of money. Right. Right. And, and then you kind of go into the middle and you go, okay, it's a tool. Yes. And then at the end you go, not only is it a tool, but it can be a generous one. Yes. And a generous version of money is one that brings prosperity yeah to your economy that's yeah. incredible that's actually mind blowing to be honest and, and and the reason why i it's such a scary topic because when you start to speak about money people immediately think oh you're a Joel Osteen or oh you're one of those people that are in the church and they're trying to create mm-hmm. a market i'm not saying that i'm saying you have to be money literate you mm-hmm. need to take a loan in your life and and contribute to society because that's just how money works now you, you, you need to be wise with that loan. You need to make a promise. That's the last point that I wanted to make here. What is money? That mm-hmm. was the question. Money isn't real. That was the whole topic. What really is money? It's your promise. Mm. You promise to pay it back. You promise that what you're selling is worth what you're selling. Some of the most despicable, in my opinion, and heart-wrenching things that I've seen in my lifetime, and, I, and there's people who are close to me that have done this, and maybe we'll even listen to this podcast, and I'm sorry for saying it, 
but some of the most despicable things in my in my life that I've seen is dishonest gain, mm. where you are mm-hmm. collecting money because you've bought something low and then you sell high. Now it's different when you actually put work into it, right? So if you buy something, you fix it up and then you sell and you get the difference between, but when you're mm-hmm. just buying and selling and you're just moving markets, it, it, it's, 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 it just seems so, to me specifically, it seems so wrong to do, and I've done it, and, it, and it's hurt my, it's hurt my soul because of it. I've been, I've been dishonest with whole organizations. I messed, we, in fact, uh, I think, in part, uh, a couple of buddies of mine, uh, and th- this is just something I'm gonna admit to. I don't know if I'll ever get in trouble if if anybody ever listens to this and goes, ha ha, we caught him, but we used to uh, buy broken skull candies. Uh, then we would, they had this return program that nobody knew about and we just claimed Mm -hmm. that we bought them and they broke and then they would just give us like a full refund for the, the money amount just then and there. I I couldn't believe it. And honestly, dude, I did that, that once and I felt so guilty. I I felt so bad. And you know, what's crazy about it. It's the thing is they had a policy that you could return it. And the way I argue it, or it's a good policy. It, it's a really well, nice. Well, I justified it by saying, "Well, they didn't know about this policy, so I'll just buy it oh, man. from them, broken, and sell it." There was a back there was, uh, or return it. It ah, oh, I felt so guilty. There was. Like I don't a, know that it's necessarily wrong, but it's definitely wrong for me. No, it's wrong. It's a hundred percent wrong, and <laughs> at least it's wrong for me. I don't know about other people, but we have to look at our promises and what our word really means and are we can mm-hmm. you know we we need to if we can help our brothers and sisters to help them without interest we we need i mean yeah god knew how to build societies and he knew mm-hmm. that the economy proceeded societies that's why he's that's why he forgave loans every 7 years that's why he let the ground he was so smart we we look at the Jewish culture, we see that and we go, oh man, it was probably just a bunch of rules and just coincidentally, you know, it uh-huh. seemed that, no, God knew what he was doing from the beginning. He taught us these things from the beginning, uh-huh. how to, how to, how to build and how to, so for the ones who aren't religious, I, I just want to say that the reason why we're quoting these scriptures is because it's a very fundamental understanding of the economy. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you this yep. is, this is not something that is new. Or you need to do well with your loans. You need to do well with your money. You need to know what interest rate is. You need to know what the difference is between a call and a put option in the stock market. You need to know very basic. You need to, you mm-hmm. need to understand very basic uh, concepts of money, and you will fly, very quickly agree with the statement that money is not real if you just give yourself a little bit of time to look. Honor uh, for for the honor God with the way that you the way that you spend mm-hmm. don't buy something that you know you can't afford mm-hmm. yeah whatever you do end up collecting in this world make sure you share it mm-hmm. get get and i'm not saying with the church although it is good to give 10 percent to the church or five percent or whatever it is but to give to the people around you who are your mm-hmm. friends who are the people yep. who are your neighbors you know yeah. You you need to be smart with your money, but you also need to be generous. And and you can't be generous if you're not smart. You're going to be more mm. of a person who needs money than a person who can give money if you're not That's smart really with your money. So That's really good. your promise is huge. When you when I when I signed that uh when I signed that lease, uh, I signed maybe about 30 different pages. You mean the loan? The loan, yeah. And, and as yeah. I was going through is I promised this, and I promised this, and I promised this, and I promised mm. this. 
and and money money is built on promises and that's essentially wow. what it is your money is built on your promise it's not real it's not in gold it's not a, it's not a, it's not a it's 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 you saying i promise this is the value of what i'm selling you i promise that this is uh what i evaluate the thing to be money is just a bunch of promises and it's good that we make good promises but make sure you make your covenants well do not make foolish covenants because the lord will hold you accountable so hmm. that's it man that's all i got for money i'm blown away because i think you convinced me <laughs> I'm, I, I'm shocked zach sorry mobile i gotta get better at that <laughs> mobile i i was in your boat maybe four or five months ago. You're blowing my mind. I was in- The I Lord was, is blowing my mind. <laughs> I was in your I was in your wheelhouse. I was thinking the way you were thinking. Holy and I'm, cow. And, 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 and Mobile, I'm frustrated. And that's why I started this whole thing off with, with, with I, I feel like it might be associated a little bit with religion because mm-hmm. most of my religious friends share your perspective on what money is. They look at money the same way that I used to look at money and the way that you've been looking at money. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And uh, it's not correct. I, Satan has even gotten into the way we view money now. It's not just mm-hmm. this evil thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, it can be. Very easily it can be. But, but it's not this thing that we just push to the side. There, there were so many other topics and things that I wanted to get into today. We don't have the time to do that anymore, but... Uh, we could talk more about it later, obviously, too. <laughs> we don't have to do you it know, over the podcast. Honestly, honestly, T-Gram, there's so much stuff that I wanted to say during this that just wasn't on the same path. Like, it's a it's a rabbit trail. And I'm going to go on a rabbit trail right now since do it. I... We've got time. <laughs> so about a month and a half ago, my wife and I were at T-Gram's house, the place, the duplex that he just bought, actually, mm-hmm. that he just took a loan for. Yeah, a good um, loan, a really good loan. We stayed up until like 4 a.m. talking about all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And um, I learned from Tgram that he loathes rabbit trails. And it's it's what's hilarious about this, and you guys are getting a little bit of inside scoop of the inner workings of Tgram G and uh, <laughs> a mobile player. We are actually opposites in a lot of ways, which is – Mind-blowing. It's good. It's good. It's good. Uh, I love rabbit trails. Like, I live for the trail, and I am the rabbit. (laughs) Okay? So, I found this out, and I'm like, holy cow. I think I could have better conversations with Tgram if I kind of just go along for the ride. That doesn't mean I'm just a robot, beep, bop, bop, and, you know, I'm not. You are a robot. What are you talking about? (laughs) Well, technically, I am a robot. But doesn't mean I just go along, you know, I'm a zombie, fine. I'm not a zombie. However, rabbit trails don't lead don't lead um, to any good conclu- conclusions, mm. at least in your train of thought. Mm-hmm. So I think th- I find that fascinating. Yeah, yeah. And, the, way, uh, the way it works for me is once I get to the point that I'm trying to make, I'm good. But it gets mm-hmm. so frustrating if you're trying to walk down this road that you've already established and you just can't get there because every single step is another, well, what about we go left? Well, why don't we go right? Why don't we just go up and down? And, and it's, it's tough because what you know that once you get to the end, 
you can help the person that you're speaking to see why mm-hmm. we walked that trail. And and for example, right now, I'm totally fine divulging into whatever we want to talk so, about next. But that being said, because- we're about to wrap it up. We're about to wrap it up. But that being said, next week, we are going to be talking about being confident in the spooky. I love that title. And if that doesn't bring clarity, then nothing will. No. That being said, we are going to go down the rabbit trails. We got to come up with a good conclusion. We got to like, we got to have some sort of a, we got to have some sort of a, uh, a fun thing to do. I don't think I'm going to have a good conclusion next week. Well, here's my final conclusion statement. Money is not real. We only use it to accomplish things. We much must detach ourselves from the love of money so that we can use it for God's good. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's it. Okay. Let's turn this lamp off.